Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Just two and a half weeks away from opening day, so it's time we get into a whole bunch of baseball right here on Early Odds. Don't know if you'll be able to watch some of the baseball, but we're going to be talking about it. Last year on the show, Michael Beller came on, and we gushed about the Nationals for just about the entire half hour. It took a while, but eventually we sounded pretty smart. Michael will join me next week for a full Futures Breakdown along with all of the awards that we love to bet so much. I will get to some baseball in just a moment, but I wanted to alert you to the fact that on Monday, I'm going to be broadcasting live with my guy Lawrence Holmes from Rivers Casino in Des Plaines. His show, so it's 12 to 2, not at night, 12 to 2 p.m. I'll be on the Lawrence Holmes show at Rivers Casino. Is anything going to be going on at Rivers on Monday. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So if you're in the area, you're able to drop by on Monday between noon and 2. Make sure you say hello and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk a little sports betting. Before I get to my thoughts on the Cy Young Award for the American League and the National League, the Action Network, Sean Zarillo joined myself and Nick Costos this week on You Better You Bet. And very early in the offseason, Sean was all in on the White Sox. He actually got a World Series ticket at a number of 75 to 1. That thing is long gone. You cannot find that anywhere. The Sox offseason played out exactly like Sean expected. They've spent now $336 million in free agency 
and on extensions. So now we've had an off-season of hype for the Southsiders. So I asked Sean how he feels about the pale hose now. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of dissipated at this point. You got to see where the market settles. At the time that I played those White Sox futures, uh, that was right out of the gate. So they were 70 to 1 even before they'd made a single move. That was just kind of projecting that they had money to spend and that they would fill the holes correctly. And they ended up doing that. Uh, Minnesota signing Donaldson, the way that they filled out their team. I think they're still clearly the the first choice in that division. But with the injuries in Cleveland's rotation, Clevenger, Carrasco not being at 100%, potential to trade Lindor as well off of that team. I think the White Sox are clearly, you know, with all the talent they added, I think they're clearly the second best team now. Uh, and they have a higher ceiling, in my opinion, than the Twins do. The Twins, you know, won 100 games last year, due for a little bit of regression. They should still hit a ton of home runs, but... Their rotation isn't as imposing as you would want to see compared to all the other contenders in the American and National League. I think the White Sox rotation really has potential to blossom into one of the best in baseball under the tutelage of Don Cooper. So there's a lot of upside with this White Sox team. It's just a matter of whether they fulfill it. I've, I've kind of soured on them uh, throughout the offseason as people have sort of jumped on the bandwagon with me. But happy I got the value when I did on them. We'll, we'll see where the chips fall at the end of the season. Sean, what are you doing right now with the New York Yankees? It's like it's the same story. It feels like every year now with this team, they're the walking wounded. You know, Judge is going to miss opening day apparently now, and uh, the fact that they haven't made an official announcement on Judge like is worrying me right now as a pessimistic Yankee fan. Stanton's always got something going on. Severino's going to miss the season. Paxton's got the balky back. Their win total is still in the triple digits here at 100 and a half. What are you forecasting right now for the New York Yankees? Yeah, I'm at 99. The market we talked during the break kind of came down by about three wins in the past week. There was high as 103 at Will Hill. They're down to 100 there now. I think the Superbook was at 102 and a half. They're down to 99 and a half. So I mentioned on that that podcast, that Action Network podcast, that people should check out, though. News has kind of changed things a little bit since then. But uh, the teams in the past decade who have had listed win totals of higher than 100, none of them have surpassed their total. I believe they're 0-5 against the number. So... It certainly needs everything to go right in order for a team to achieve that many wins. The Yankees have a ton of talent, but when you take Stanton and Judge out of that offense, they drop to about 17th and more. When you take Paxton and don't get Herman back for two months into that rotation, it, it really takes a big head out of them. They, they can overachieve because of the bullpen that they have because they're so advanced analytically with how that team is run. They, they have more resources behind the scenes than probably anybody else in addition to what they're able to put on the field with Cole and all their other expensive players. So the Yankees, uh, it's scary to bet against them. But at the same time, I I did take a little shot, 20 to 1, for them to miss the playoffs, you know, uh, put a little fire on that. I definitely took a raise future plus 650, I believe. I think that was the the best number in the market at the time. I I would bet that down to 5 to 1 at this point. The Rays are just loaded in terms of their depth. Uh, They can sustain any injury. The Yankees, you have to bake in some regression for guys who had breakout seasons last year, like Urshela and Talkman. There's a window for this Rays team to potentially overtake them, force the Yankees into a wild card game. It's going to be a tall task, especially you know when Paxton comes back and down the stretch. I, I might look to potentially play some Yankees futures if they start out slow, you know, and they're they're in second place, maybe five games behind, six weeks into the season. So it, it's a situation to keep an eye on. They'll they'll get healthier as the season goes on, but. Right now, I think there is still value on the Rays, and I think they're bettable. What about the National <laughs> League, Sean? Well, what what stands out to you in the National League? Done a lot of American League so far. Anything in the NL really stick out? Yeah, I think a lot of people are on the Reds. Uh, I think a lot of sharp people have been on the Reds just because there's natural regression baked in still with the Cubs. Uh, I'm really down on the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a pretty solid under bet at this point. 
there's still an 88 and a half juice to minus 130 at bet 365 in Jersey. I, I would totally play that. So Milwaukee, you know, people continue to doubt. Uh, every year they're kind of slated as the fourth best team in that division, but they tend to overachieve. So I think they might be able to overtake one of the, the Cubs or Cardinals again, but Cincinnati just looks like the best team in that division, top to bottom. Uh, they have three starters who are, you know, bona fide number one or number two pitchers with Gray, Castillo, and Bauer. So I, I talked a lot about this in my uh, my Cy Young article that went up on ActionNetwork.com today. But I, th- I think the most significant offseason acquisition off the field is Kyle Body coming from driveline baseball and working with the Reds pitchers. You know, that that guy turned Bauer into what he is. They've been able to keep pitchers healthier and help them manipulate and optimize their pitches and spin in ways that allow them to achieve greater success than they otherwise would have, you know, without those tools and without data science. So the Reds are, are really going down a rabbit hole in terms of using science to improve their pitchers, but they have the right guys to do it. They have guys with a lot of spin on their pitches and guys who they can manipulate in interesting ways and backups behind them. But adding, uh, you know, Moustakas and Castellanos in the offseason, I think Castellanos is sitting on a career year. He had 40 expected home runs last year. I think he should play well at Great American Ballpark, you know, in terms of the alleys into his swing. Uh, hitting in Comerica was just a detriment to his entire batterball profile. It is for pretty much anybody playing to those alleys there. But Castellanos could have a career year. Uh, really, their only liability is Joey Votto at first base. And it sucks to say that because I'm such a big Votto fan. But uh, if, if they can even get a little bit of dead cap bounce for Votto, they, they clearly look like the class of that division. So... Anything on the Reds at over three and a half to one, I think, is is extremely actionable. And, uh, you know, a little bit win total over if you're interested in that. But the Reds are a team I have pretty much across the board. Uh, World Series future, divisional future. I think I'm pretty much all in on that team. Yeah, good point on the Reds with driveline. That's something that you're not going to see under the transactions that we should be paying attention to. The Cubs also made a move. They added Justin Stone as one of their hitting guys. He runs elite baseballs. People have been raving in the game about what he's been doing. So uh, that that's something to watch for also in your handicapping. Your picks for the Cy Young Awards uh, this year were posted. Can you go over those? Yeah, so Bauer's on that list. I mean, he's 50-1. to 1. That's just purely a flyer. Uh, in order to overtake DeGrom in the National League, you're really going to have to do something special. Bauer had a year two years ago in the AL that he overachieved, but it, it did reach the heights that you would need in order to make a Cy Young candidacy. Um, and in terms of projection, so I, the article goes through, there's certain data points that pitchers need to achieve in order to do you know, put themselves in in the minds of voters. And those data points have obviously evolved over time and and war has become a bigger part of it. But they still do look at classic stats, counting stats like wins and strikeouts and innings pitched. And when you look at the projections, Bauer is one of just, I think, three or four pitchers in the NL who's projected to achieve 200 innings, 200 strikeouts. So if you're making a short list with those data points and especially seeing him at 50 to one, I think that's a very actionable number. But I think the guy who is ready to stand up to DeGrom and potentially overtake him is Walker Bueller. Uh, Bueller has the the stuff, the command. He has the, the pedigree, the first-round pedigree behind him. He hasn't reached 200 innings yet. The Dodgers don't really like to push their pitchers. But I think now that the injured list for pitchers has been pushed back to 15 days, they might not be able to ma- manipulate that rule as much. Bueller stated that it's a goal to pass 200 innings this year. Dave Roberts hasn't really said that there's any sort of limitation on him. He said that he's excited to see what's next from him. So 
Bueller at, at I believe I got him at eight to one, but down to six to one is a guy I like. Uh, and then over in the American League, I'm really high on Shane Bieber this year. I think everything he did last year was completely legitimate. He's one of the best command guys in baseball, but he has really good stuff. Three above average pitches can really, you know, generate a lot of whiffs. 14% whiff rate. Uh, I bet him for most wins at I think 50 to one or 40 to one. You know, earlier in the offseason out of the super book, uh, got him over 20 to one here for Cy Young. So, or actually, I think it was closer to 16 to one, I believe. Uh, he's down to 10 to one in some places. You know, that's. A little bit less than I would want. So if you can get a 15 to one or better, I think that's that's probably a number I'm more comfortable with. But Bieber in the AL, it's it's Garrett Cole's award to lose. He should have won it last year. Uh, he's projected head and shoulders pretty much above everybody in the American League. But all it takes is an injury. You know that's that's really all it is for pitchers. And uh, you might slip a 20 to one long shot for Cy Young in there. But I mean, clearly Degrom and Cole are the class. But uh, you got to take some prices if you can. That was Sean Zarillo of the Action Network this week with myself and Nick Costos on You Better You Bet, like some of his Cy Young thoughts, and I want to piggyback a little bit and uh, address both awards here on Early Odds, Sports Radio 670, the score. And let's start with the American League. And I got to tell you, I don't think I'm going to make a wager before we get to the season. Maybe that's going to change, and I'll let you guys know if I do place a bet. I'm on Twitter, at Joe0670, usually put those out there. But the way I'm looking at this right now is probably Garrett Cole's award to lose, and we're in a bit of an agreement there, so I'm probably going to wait and see. The really cool thing about this year with the American League is we come together by hating the Houston Astros, and I don't think there's any way that the voters are going to give the an MVP or Cy Young Award to anyone affiliated to, with the Astros. So if we're looking at the AL Cy Young, I think you can put a line through Verlander, through Grinky, even Morton now with Tampa Bay, there's no way he's going to get that award. And so you can scratch some guys near the top right off, and you have multiple players dealing with injuries, guys like Sale, guys like Carrasco. The players I'll keep an eye on are Lucas Giolito. What he did in the first half of the season last year, there are some sites you can find him at 25-1 to for the AL Cy Young, and he's already proven over the season that he can be an ace. And don't forget, when he was with the Dodgers, Ryu was the favorite to win the NL Cy Young a year ago. Now he's on Toronto, and you can find him in that 50-60-1 to to range. So maybe he can put an entire season together. Those are a couple names that I'll be watching, but as long as Garrett Cole stays healthy, he's going to be hard to beat. Maybe you might want to approach the AL Cy Young Award like we do the AL MVP, because if Mike Trout stays healthy for an entire year, he's going to be very difficult to beat. On the National League side of things, Jacob deGrom is your favorite on most sites. After that long Nationals postseason, the grind of the World Series and the hangover that comes along with it, I'm not going to bet on Strasburg or Scherzer. Those numbers are very high on the board, and I actually believe there are a few value plays that might be of interest to you. So everyone is on Cincinnati. A lot of people think that they're going to win the National League Central in part due to some of their strong pitching. And Trevor Bauer had a down season. He had an ERA of four and a half last year, but if you go back two years ago to his Cleveland days, it was 2-2-1. I see positive regression coming Bauer's way. And one thing that gives you a little bit of security with Bauer is over the last five years, he's averaged 30 starts. 
per season. He's going to be out there taking the ball every fifth day, and he threw 213 innings last year. So I could see a nice bounce-back season for him, and you can find him at 50-1. to When he's on, he's still an elite guy. How about on the north side? We heard for years that you Darvish is a mental midget. He's soft between the years. Oh, yeah. The Astros were cheating in the World Series. It wasn't you Darvish tipping. It was the Astros actually cheating. And if he can just stay healthy, we know about the wicked stuff that he has. And he was excellent for an extended period of time last season. He's got that 11 Ks per nine stuff. And if you can find you Darvish at 25 to 1, that's probably worth the play. And a young guy that will be at the top end of the starters in the National League, Chris Paddock with the San Diego Padres. I think the Padres are primed for a pretty good season. And I want to see what Paddock does in his second full year. You can find him around 35 to 1. So, American League at the start, I'm going to be on the sidelines. I'm going to wait and see a few names that I'll be watching. National League side, I would take a look at Bauer. Darvish and Paddock, and I would shop around because these numbers do vary from sportsbook to sportsbook. If you watch Daily Wager on ESPN2, you're familiar with the work of one Preston Johnson, highly regarded in this space. He's the guy with the beard. If you've ever seen the show, the guy that has the massive beard, very smart man, uh, runs his own numbers, and he's a bit of an NBA expert, also college hoops too. It feels like all season we've been on the hunt for the other team, the other team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks have run away with the number one seed in the East, but is there anybody else that's going to put up a fight to stop the Bucks from just skating on through the Eastern Conference right to the NBA Finals? So we asked Preston Johnson about the Boston Celtics, and you also want to hear what he has to say about college hoops. Is this Jason Tatum like sustainable? It shows that he can potentially do this at a level maybe more consistently in a few years. Or is this what he's going to be now for the entirety of the remainder of the season and the playoffs? Because if he plays like this, I guess that's what I'm getting at is he's really played above expectation beyond what probably is sustainable. So if he regresses down to some extent, Hopefully they get Kimba Walker back and he's fine and healthy. But I still worry that they don't have maybe a guy that can really take over a game or ultimately guys that can defend Giannis Antetokounmpo when it's all said and done. They lost Al Horford, who's fallen off now for the Sixers anyway. But it was him and Marcus Sloan were like the two guys that in one-on-one ISO situations had sort of slowed down Giannis in the past dating back to last season. That's why the Sixers went and got him when it's all said and done. Boston has Tice, I guess, at center. Uh, they're not very big after him. They bring in Grant Williams off the bench. I, I still have concerns about how they're able to one-stop Giannis. And then if they- if Tatum's not doing the 30 to 40 points a game thing, then offensively they're not going to be as elite as they've been for the last few weeks. Uh, if there was a team, though, if I had to pick one, I mean, they have the most upside because now we've seen Tatum doing it. So if you're right, like, and he just continues it, then for sure add Kemba Walker to the mix, and they're probably the team that'll give uh, Milwaukee the most fits. Preston Giannis, the runaway favorite to get the NBA MVP once again. But uh, I'm not worried about which player ends up winning the award. Just for yourself right now and your numbers, how would you rank the top three most valuable players to the point spread right now? And how hard has it been to adjust New Orleans with this Zion Williamson? Well, that's a good question, actually. Zion, what's fascinating about him is the market and me and everyone really probably included 
has undervalued his impact on the on the Pelicans, especially on a defensive side, a defensive component, even a market pace totals point. They're playing much quicker when he's on the floor than when he's off. I don't think he's top three, though. When it's all said and done, uh, he'll probably be that way in five years. Uh, but for me, it's it's interesting because you look at the data this year and even the Bucks, right? I think they're uh, six or seven games without Giannis. They've only covered all. I've covered all but one of them. Uh, their net rating, or you know, I think he's still over eight when he's off the floor. Uh, so he's the most valuable player. They're going to win maybe seventy games, the best record in the NBA. But they're very systematic. And again, I mentioned it with Buddenholzer and his teams with the Hawks, even last year's team. That system's just fantastic. And you have to credit the other Bucks player, players, especially Middleton. Bledsoe's been better this season. So I, I still have to put Giannis in the top three. But as far as from a point spread standpoint, LeBron, I think, is undervalued. And we've actually talked about it on Daily Wager a few times. Caesars did a thing where they ranked their top guys and their values to point spreads. And they only had LeBron, uh, assuming the spread. Now, not all, not all point spreads are the same, but they said if the line was five and these players were out, how much are they worth to a point spread? And they said LeBron was worth three. And I just thought that was really low. I think he's more like four to four and a half at least. And really, you see with his impact on this team, I don't have the numbers right in front of me right now, but they're like plus 16 per 100 better when he's on the floor. They're elite defensively when he's on the floor. When they're off and it's just Davis they're like a minus 6.9 which is like the New York Knicks which that just puts into context how bad they've been with like Rondo and a lot of the pieces that they were hoping would work out when LeBron's not on the floor it's a mess and so for me LeBron's up there for sure and then who I had third uh because Luke is very similar to Giannis in the sense that the Dallas Mavericks very systematic I have to go with Damian Lillard. I think now, and you've seen it kind of in a few games without him mm. and the Blazers and their abilities to really hang in teams against mediocre competition so far. Uh, but he was putting, he had that run of, you know, 40 to 60 point games in nine straight or whatever it was. And he his offense, I think they're over 14 points better per 100 on offense when he's on the floor. And it just went to a new level this season, particularly because they were more depleted. They didn't have as much depth. They lost guys last season. Then they had injuries to Collins and then obviously Nurkic too. And then Rodney Hood got injured for the year. They had to bring in Mel and he's been starting and actually been okay that is pretty self-explanatory how big of a loss that they've had as far as their impact guys outside of Damian Lillard so for me I, I think he was actually third when I went through and did this exercise just like two weeks ago so Giannis LeBron Dame I think those are kind of my top three right now in the NBA Preston wanted to switch to college for just a minute here and uh, as you know anytime there's a prevailing thought this is what everybody's saying, and what it is this year in college hoops for the most part is this thing is wide open this year. Uh, maybe we should consider the other way. Near the end of the season here, as we're going into the conference tournaments, it's, okay, Kansas is the best team, but there isn't this big gap. Uh, big picture-wise, how do you look at uh, college hoops this year just a couple weeks away from the tournament? This year is a little bit different than other years. It's as wide open as ever, and that's a positive because it means there's going to be opportunities for teams to make runs, and that's what we all like to see. But in the past, it's usually been the couple elite teams that ultimately have the real shot, and you're wasting all this time betting futures in this portfolio you're trying to build that have value. And this year, I tried to hold off and hold back on that, and I regret it because there are so many teams mm -hmm. now that I think could present a problem just if for anything else that there isn't an elite team. I, I remember listening... I think it was Ed Fang just earlier today or yesterday did a podcast and it was college hoops related. And he was just looking at Kansas, who's by far at this point, just about everybody's number one team. He had them rated, I, I think, projected like a three and a half point underdog to the like Virginia last year, for example, or some of the Gonzaga teams of the past. So when you're that sizably worse, I guess we'll say it, than the past year's number ones, it puts into perspective just how uh, the, the lack of, I guess, talent, ultimate talent and skill is in this year's tournament, which means that there's all these other teams that could get hot and make a run or at least have a better chance to. Uh, so I wish I had made, uh, I guess, or added 
more uh, of those shots into my portfolio. But for me, it was mostly going to be Dayton, who I bet early in the season. I added UCLA last week, and I'm considering adding Oregon or Arizona or two Pac-12 teams that I think also could make it. I think Pac-12 has kind of been overlooked in general. I, I haven't found the right prices yet, though. So for me, I, I, I regret it. And I'll admit it that in, in the past it's been – Let's bet as many good value teams that can try to make a run, and they haven't really been able to in the end. And then this season was the perfect time, I think, to have a pack of, say, 8 to 12 futures that could ultimately make a run into the Elite Eight or Final Four. So if you're one of those people that have collected a bunch of college basketball futures, looks like a wide-open season, have that portfolio. Preston Johnson says you're pretty smart, so that's the side that I would want to be in. This thing's completely wide open. Can't wait for March Madness to get going. Next week, a full baseball breakdown Win totals, division winners, AL pennant, National League pennant, World Series, Cy Young, MVP, bunch of it. We're going to cover it all. Home run leader. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do that next week on Early Odds. And don't forget, Monday, I'll be broadcasting from Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, 12 to 2 o'clock, with my guy Lawrence Holmes. If you're uh, free in the afternoon, make sure you drop by Rivers Casino in Des Plaines. It should be a blast. Really looking forward to that broadcast. And another broadcast that I'm looking forward to is Inside the Clubhouse. That is next. Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel got you covered with the Cubs and White Sox. Just in camp a couple of more weeks. That's next. My name is Joe Ostrowski. Appreciate you listening to Early Odds every single week on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Best of luck, everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.